You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. Woody, how sick are you of COVID-19? I know, I know. A lot of people are. We're sick of it. I'm sick of it. I mean, here we are eight months now, nine months. We're going into the holidays. CNN's telling us Christmas is canceled, Woody. It's crazy. Well, you're a dog. You're lucky. You don't have to wear a mask. What? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Ladies and gentlemen, Woody just informed me, you know, they do sell masks for dogs. That's right. That's how ludicrous this has all gotten. And I was thinking about it this morning because I saw this tweet from the mayor of San Jose. His mayor is Sam Licardo. Now he's a, you know, he's a leftist. So, you know, he's a hypocrite, but he got called out for Thanksgiving. Apparently he wasn't wearing a mask and he sent this tweet out. It says, I apologize for my decision to gather for Thanksgiving with my family. Contrary to the rules, I understand my obligation as a public official to provide exemplary compliance with public health orders and not to ignore them. I commit to do better. And he goes on, tweeted his statement. And here's what I thought when I first read this. I thought, how sad is it that someone has to apologize for gathering with their family on Thanksgiving. I mean, think about that. We're ashamed if we wear a mask, and then, and then we have to apologize. We have to apologize for meeting with our family on Thanksgiving. That's where we're at as a nation. A couple other tweets that I saw uh, this morning, it, and again, it just is like, are you kidding me? I mean, this one here, let's see, uh, a grown, this is from Seth Dillon at Seth Dillon, a grown man in his 20s said this to my four-year-old son the other day, hey, daddy, hey, buddy, would you mind fixing your mask to keep me safe? <laughs> Come on. Uh, and then this one from Amanda, a soft star at a soft star, again, she tweeted out, my mask broke in the store today and it felt like a titty popped out. This is where we're at as a country. There's another tweet out here. Um, some lady that uh, she tweeted out, she was in a Hobby Lobby, and some grown man, he's white hair, so he's in his 50s or 60s, and he's very tight shorts, I might add, and this really ugly green shirt. And I'm not going to play this one for you because there's language in here, not that matters, but uh, you know, I want to. He's walking, he's following her around this store in Hobby Lobby and chastising her for not wearing a mask. And she's telling him to get away. And he's like, no, no. And he says to somebody else, why, why do we have to wear a mask? And she doesn't. Why do we have to wear a mask? And she doesn't. And he's walking around following her in Hobby Lobby, chastising her for not wearing a mask. We have come to a point in our country where we have to apologize for having Thanksgiving with our family. How pathetic is that? We've come to a point in our country where people are following other people around masks, shaming them, and actually saying, why do I have to wear one if she doesn't? Well, take your mask off, you idiot. You don't have to wear one. But that's where we are as a nation. People are saying, hey, buddy, you know, pull your mask up over your nose so you don't harm me. This has gotten out of control. And if you think about it, let's, you know, let's go back in our history. All right. I mean, since it's around the Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving is past, but let's go back in our history. Uh, this is from totalhistory.com. Starving time in Jamestown. 
So upon arrival in North America, colonists at Jamestown never intended to grow and provide all of their own food. Instead, they planned to supplement their own supplies and crops with resources obtained through trade with the local Indians. When settlers first arrived, the site of the Jamestown settlement was selected based on the ability to defend the site rather than the access to drinking water and game hunting. While the site itself provided protection for the colonists, they feared considerable difficulty in obtaining clean water and food. Now, I'm not going to read the whole article, but here we go. Uh, supply ships, because they relied on supply ships. Now, remember, this guy in Hobby Lobby is wondering why he has to wear a mask and the other lady doesn't. Uh, a mayor of San Jose has apologized for having Thanksgiving with his family. People are afraid to wear a mask. They go in there without a mask, and like the woman said, she felt like her titty fell out if her mask is down. This from the article. Christ Captain Christopher Newport arrived in January 1608 and found only 38 of the original 104 settlers had survived. The combination of poor planning, Indian attacks, and lack of survivor skills had decimated the original group of colonists. But yet here we are. Here we are, you and I. 2020. Hundreds, 400 years later. Over. 400 years later, and we made it. We made it. Our ancestors, our forefathers sacrificed everything to come to this country, to come to this land and start a new life. The majority of them died. 38, not a majority, but 38 of 104 died. And this Yahoo who's walking around a Hobby Lobby in his two tight shorts and his ugly green shirts, chastising a woman for not wearing a mask and, and, and actually saying, why does she have to wear one? Why do I have to wear one and she doesn't? People feel like they're naked without a mask. They feel shamed. And people are apologizing for not being with their family or for being with their family on Thanksgiving. We've come to a point in our country where we're all just a bunch of pansy asses. I mean, this is pathetic, absolutely pathetic. You think we have the fight in us to move on with this election, to, to fight back on this election, this alleged election fraud? We, we can't even go into a Hobby Lobby without some Yahoo chastising us for not wearing a mask. And, and people are saying they feel exposed without it now. <laughs> it's just sad and pathetic, and we're apologizing. And this is the part that just gets me. We're apologizing for having Thanksgiving with our family. That's just sad. That, is this America? Is this who we are now? Sad, isn't it? It's sad to say that, yeah, this is a large portion of our electorate. And right now, we have a fight for our country in this election, and the majority of people want us all to shut up and sit down. Fortunately, for us, we do have a fighter in the White House, and one uh, none other than Donald J. Trump. As Republicans around him are folding like the cheap suits that they are, several are fighting back, like Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood. There are several out there, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, and all of those brave Americans who have come forward in these hearings in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, uh, Nevada, Arizona, and I know some of those hearings haven't happened yet. Georgia will have some. We had Michigan the other day, and brave Americans have come forward to tell their tale of voter irregularities, and yet most of them will look at them with disdain and contempt 
because they're fighting for their country. They're fighting for our way of life, ladies and gentlemen. And it's sad. It's just sad that we've, we've come to a position where a grown man in two tight shorts and the ugliest green shirt you've ever seen chastising a woman for not wearing a mask and complaining about how, why do I got to wear one when she doesn't? Take your mask off, buddy. Take it off. Fight back. Don't give in. Lemmings, a lot of them. This is the modern day left. And that video, by the way, with the lady, and I'll put it in my show notes so you can see it, but there's some language in there. Uh, at the end, she goes, well, I know who you voted for. Don't we all? Let's go to the Michigan hearings that happened just the other day. And very much similar to the hearings we saw in Pennsylvania and the hearings we saw in Arizona and the hearings we'll probably see in Wisconsin and Georgia when they happen. But, and if you look at the hearings and you look at what people, the issues that they brought up, the irregularities they brought up, it's a consistent message. It's a consistent message of the Democrats pushing back Republicans, the Republican poll watchers. It's a consistent message of the Democrats trying to do things uh, in hiding when it comes to voting the counts. It's a consistent message of voter uh, of ballots being dumped and ballots not looking legitimate and all kind of irregularities across the board are consistent in all of these here but we're supposed to think that there's there's no there's no there there we're supposed to think that you know what biden won you know the guy the guy that campaigned out of his basement the guy that we never saw the guy can't even put a coherent sentence together the guy that said he put together the biggest election fraud organization in history the guy who said hey it's not i don't need your help getting elected i need your help once i'm elected that guy we're supposed to just lay down. We're supposed to just like acquiesce and say, okay, okay, let me put my mask on. <laughs> yeah, that's not who we are, ladies and gentlemen. Our forefathers came to this country for a better life, died in obtaining it. Uh, people throughout the history of America have given their blood for our freedoms, and now we're apologizing for for visiting our families on Thanksgiving. Pathetic. Hey, I want to play a video for you from the, and audio if you're listening to this on the audio, from the um, Michigan hearings. I'm going to do a couple of those and we'll get to some other news and we'll kind of wrap it up. Today, it's just going to we'll do a quick podcast or, or show on all of this. So uh, I really was just outraged about this mask thing, but I want to get off of that and I'm having a really hard time moving off of that because it's just burning me up inside. So let's get into the Michigan. This, this lady, her name is Dr. Tarver. She documented history of rampant voter fraud in Michigan for at least 25 years. Listen to what this patriot has to say. Uh, here is a tweet from uh, President-elect Reed. You see that all over Twitter and YouTube and all that, uh, at Herbert L. Reed, this fine Michigan GOP lady has been involved with elections 25 years, last eight of which with voting integrity. Gutless Democrat weasel state senator at Jim MLR Win tries to blame everything on at real Donald Trump and Michigan GOP. Uh, now, what was different about this Michigan hearing, by the way, there were Democrats there. And so this one, they can't say this one wasn't a hearing, but listen to Dr. Parver. 
mixed with clerical errors, but a lot of them are considered fraud. I would have referred all of them to the attorney general if it were me. But um, Chris Thomas and others decided not to. They tried to remedy those things as best they can. But unless you put the full faith into the law and start prosecuting people, we will continue to see what we've been seeing. 71% of Detroit cannot be recounted. And I would not want to run on a uh, Detroit city nothing at all. I would not want to run in the city of Detroit knowing that there have been, quote, clerical errors, that some of them are illegal. There are ballot carrying problems. We have seen people walk into the clerk's office in Detroit with a stack of 75 ballots. Janice Winfrey is standing next to me. And this guy is not related to the, all of these people. They're, he's not a postal worker, nor does he work for the clerk's office. These are ballot harvesting has been going on. Inez Brown in Flint has been, uh, the clerk of city of Flint has been complaining about it. These are not clerical errors. These are what's been allowed. And when you have drop boxes for these, all of these urban areas to make it convenient, you do not have the ability to check the drop box and I'm putting in 50 ballots. If you don't compare the signatures, you toss the signature out. You don't compare the signatures you're supposed to. It's in the law. We are not following the law and we are not following it in every election. And the larger the jurisdiction, which are people of color, people who look like me, the more uh, fraud that can be um, inserted into stealing an election. And that is a problem and we need to stop it. And she's absolutely right. I mean, they're taking advantage in these minority communities, but nobody's going to call out racism, are they? No, no, no. It's like you are racist if you challenge it. You're suppressing their vote. And they're using those communities for this election fraud. And it, it I mean, this, what she said is absolutely true. And everyone, every American should be outraged at this. This is our election process. Our votes are sacrosanct. Our votes are what keeps this country together. And if we don't have that, well, our country is all, all but gone. Here's another witness at the Michigan hearings. Yes, you batshit crazy leftists. They are hearings. But here's what she's talking about, military ballots. So listen to this. Not one of the military ballots was a registered voter, um, and the ballots looked like they were all exactly the same Xerox copies of the ballot. They were all for Biden across the board. There wasn't a single Trump vote, and none of the, the voters were registered. They had to manually enter the names and addresses and a birth date of 1-1-2020, which would override the system and allow them to enter non-registered voters, of which I saw several that day throughout the day that's how they would override voters that were neither in the electronic poll book or the supplemental updated poll book thank you but the main the mainstream media is ignoring that they, they're not watching this or they're watching it but they're not reporting it at all i guarantee you they're watching it i absolutely guarantee they are riveted to this because they've got to come up with their spin in case it does in case they have to report on it and I'm going to share something with you from the Detroit, Detroit Free Press, how they're reporting on this stuff. It's not going to be a surprise. But this is what's going on in our country right now. Are these Americans, are they lying? What's her vested interest in making that statement? She's making a statement. She's putting it under oath, by the way. 
that, I mean, look at how they're disenfranchising the military. And this is, goes on and on. And we're seeing these stories in every one of these hearings. And you're trying to tell me this is not newsworthy? There's not fraud? I'm sorry, lamestream media, but you're liars. And all you care about is your agenda. And you know what I love about these hearings is I look at these hearings, and I think I said this yesterday on the show, is they're Trump's Twitter feed. They are bypassing the lamestream media and are directly going to the American people. Now, the problem with this is uh, we have to go find alternative sources. We're not seeing it in the lamestream media, and we're not seeing them report on it. And that's the problem. Enough Americans are not, are not seeing this. There are not enough Americans seeing this. We have to share and we have to talk about this. We have to share these videos, show these videos and get this out to as many people as possible. We have less than two weeks until the Electoral College meets and votes for the electorals for president. And if Biden gets 270, he's in. That's just a damn shame. There's one other video I'm going to play for you, and then uh, we're going to move on from this. I got one story I'm going to share out the Detroit Free Press, how they're spinning stories and lying to you. But this one's a little bit of a longer clip, but trust me, it goes quickly, and it's so important to hear. And it tells you who the Democrat Party are. Uh, the, the title, Michigan Poll Watcher, Mistaken as Democrat has quite the story to tell. Hema, welcome to the Senate Oversight Committee. Can you tell me how to say your last name correctly? Kola Nagi Reddy. <laughs> so, now, so now everybody else can... The uh, moment I not... saw you holding on to that card, I'm like, that's me. That's got to be me. <laughs> well, you have three minutes, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak. Um, this is my first time doing this as a poll challenger at uh, TCF. As an immigrant to this country, as you can tell, um, we had great respect for America, the elections here. We always thought it's, it has a lot of integrity, whereas the countries we come from, a lot of things happen. But all of that changed the day um, I went there. Like I was, on, I was at TCF on both the days, third and the fourth. Third was pretty much um, the same monotonous stuff going on, nothing much to note, uh, other than occasional ballot challenging. But the next day, Next day is where um, I noticed a lot of uh, issues. Um, there was a group of people uh, who were like agitators who were trying to get uh, GOP people in trouble. And uh, from my skin color, everybody assumes that I'm a Democrat. And uh, so they just kind of come to me. And uh, one of the ladies was singing that let get, let's get these MFs out. And I'm like, MFs who? Like, because uh, she thought I was a Democrat. Then uh, when I pulled out my tag, she looked at me and she's like, you're on the wrong side. I'm like, how can you say I'm on the wrong side? I pick whoever I want, right? Because this is a free country. But uh, then uh, I noticed that she, they were going and getting all the white male Republicans out by, you know, just kind of sheer intimidation, you know, just saying, oh, your mask slipped, you're going to get people killed, like you heard from so many other people. And uh, then what I did was uh, I got trained by two, both the MIGOP and Election Integrity Fund. So I went to Tim Griffin of Election Integrity Fund and I said, can I have my nonpartisan um, uh, credentials? And then when I got that badge on, everything changed. Like people just looked at me differently. I was looked at with, with a lot of hostility when I had the GOP tag. And now that I have a nonpartisan tag, I was respected at the counting boards. I was respected by the Democrats and the ACLU. 
And in fact, I was able to even help some of the GOP people from being escorted out by putting myself there and asking why they were even being escorted out and arguing with these people. Um, but the whole uh, environment was so hostile and condescending. Um, and a lot of people have um, talked about the, you know, the ballots that were not in the poll book or the system. And I was at a table which had a full stack of uh, this file which said not in EPB slash S, which is poll book or system. They were scanning and manually entering them. And the signatures on those um, sleeves were exactly alike, like a bar graph. And then uh, they were sequential ballot numbers. They started from 2232. Two, Sequence was something that threw me off. I'm like, how does that happen? And most of those people were from the guarded street, and uh, they were being entered manually. So those were the observations that I had. I had all the details, the last names, and everything. I gave the affidavit to the Election Integrity Fund. Um, the, the thing that bothered me was that when every time a GOP challenger was being escorted out, all the poll workers, Democrats, and everybody else um, were cheering. And that was very disappointing because these people were just doing their job. They were not attacking. They were not there with guns. They were just volunteering their time, and they were treated with utmost disrespect. Thank you for your time, your testimony. Um, could you briefly go back to just a few seconds ago? You mentioned how you saw some ballots that were sequential, mm -hmm. and then you described them somehow, and I, I missed the phrase that you used. Uh, they where, were where they came from, I think you mentioned. Yeah, it was from Goddard Street in uh, Wayne County. Like, oh, you know, Garden the, Street, okay. Yeah, and uh, they all had sequential ballot numbers, okay. and they were being manually fed into the system. Okay, thank you. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's a surprise to nobody, right? Uh, those of you watching this, those of you listening, doesn't surprise you one bit, does it, that that happened in our country, that the poll workers uh, basically assumed, and you know what happens when you assume, the late great Benny Hill taught me, you make an ass out of you and me, you assume because it's the color of her skin that she's one of them, so they let their guard down, and so we got to see it through her eyes. Pathetic, isn't it? This is America. This is where we are at right now. By the way, in a personal story, um, if you've listened to the show any parts in the past, you know that uh, I was once married to a lady from Jamaica, and it was an interracial marriage. And I should say, I, I'm about to say obviously, but not obviously, because if you've ever been to Jamaica, you know it's very multicultural, multiracial. But anyway, uh, when people found out that I was married to a black woman, they automatically assumed I was a leftist. And it's funny, I had people going, well, how can you think like this when you're married to a black woman? See, that's groupthink in the Democrats' mind. That's why they're Democrats, because they can't think for themselves. That's why they're leftists, because they're so narrow thinking, so shallow thinking, they need somebody else. They're overlords, which in these cases, are these damn politicians here in America that have to tell them what to think. And most of them even take their cues from Hollywood leftists, which is just pathetic. But this is our country. So poll workers were um, laughed at. They were yelled names. They were harassed. I mean, you heard these stories in the other hearings as well. And yet the media says nothing. So the Detroit, Detroit Free Press, Michigan, sent, here's a headline from the Detroit 
free press. Michigan Senate hears from GOP, no Democrats to Detroit staff on allegations of TCF. Now, that's not the part that got me. Here's the part that got me. Here's the first paragraph of the article. A litany of Republican poll challengers, officials, and others who support President Donald Trump told Michigan state lawmakers on Tuesday about what they consider to be irregularities that marred vote counting in Detroit. Okay, so far, so good. Here's the next sentence. Now we go downhill. The allegations largely debunked or refuted mirror those offered by the Trump campaign in rejected or withdrawn lawsuits that attempt to overturn and undermine the results of the election in Michigan. It's the part, the largely debunked and refuted part in the article. They actually highlight this and they're linking it. They're hyperlinking it to give you proof of their largely debunked or refuted allegations of voter fraud and voter irregularities in our country. Remember, this meeting in Michigan happened the same day that they reported this. This report came out the same day, and they're reporting about the hearing in Michigan. We had a hearing in Pennsylvania last week, which had bombshells coming out. We had a hearing in Arizona, which bombshells coming out. We've got all kind of stuff coming out of Georgia, and they said the allegations largely debunked or refuted, and they hyperlink to what? What are they hyperlinked to? They hyperlink to their own story reported on November 9th, 2020. Uh, Michigan was a hotbed for election-related misinformation. Here are 17 key fact checks. So they could not even do current report. They couldn't even go and revisit all the allegations. They couldn't do any reporting on it. They go back to before any of these hearings happen and report here are the 17 key fact checks. So. I mean, it says here, no evidence invalid ballots were smuggled into Detroit counting hub. When now we've heard, we've had testimonies, we've had affidavits. So, I mean, all of this stuff has happened after this article, but yet that's what they're going to use. Their own article from November 7th, a few days after the election, before any of the dust settles, before we start hearing about the allegations, and we have people now who are filling out affidavits, they're refuting it. They're fact-checking using their own article, the Detroit Free Press, from November 7th. It's pathetic. Our media is useless. Our lamestream media is absolutely useless. So... Here we are. This is America, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, there's another article here. Um, I'm going to link to it in my show notes. I'm not going to go over to it right now from American Thinker. The, the headline says it all. Evidence supports Sidney Powell's claims about global election fraud. Now, I did an episode on Dominion and communist Chinese connections. And somebody sent me, several people have sent me the SEC, an SEC report that the current company that owns Dominion has potentially sold it or sold equity to a Chinese connected firm. And they have, there's ample proof of it. So all this stuff that Sidney Powell is saying where people are calling her kooky that there's Chinese connections. Well, there is, there is communist Chinese connections, but our media, our media worthless as they are simply refuses, 
refuses to do any reporting on it. Let's go over to ABC News right now. Trump-Biden transition live updates. Georgia Secretary of State defends blasting Trump. That's their headline. So Georgia Secretary of State defends blasting Trump. So let's see, anything on the hearing? Let's look. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. GOP leader to run for third term. Nope, nope, nope. That's their main, their main headlines. That's it. It's the uh, Secretary of State, Brad Raffenstra, said of, uh, that, you know, he defends blasting Trump. DOJ hasn't uncovered widespread fraud that would change election results bar. So they put that in there. But hey, let me, let me touch on that real quick. You probably heard that story that Bob Barr said there's not widespread election fraud. Give this one time. Uh, the Department of Justice hasn't completed an investigation, but the media is running with it right now. I'm not so sure that we should be running with it ourselves. Let's see. Sit on this one for a few days because I, the Department of Justice may not have completed an investigation. But there's, there's CBS, ABC, no, nothing on ABC really. CBS, you know, they've been like probably the better ones. But what's their headline? Barr says no widespread, widespread fraud in 2020 election. So the media is running with that. That's their thing right now. So they said, Barr says Department of Justice has no evidence of widespread vote fraud. Again, hold off your fire on that one because there may be more coming out. I don't, I'm not saying that I know of anything else coming out, but there may be more. Another headline, Georgia elections official rebukes Trump's after threats to workers. Nothing about the allegations, nothing about what's going on in these hearings, nothing. And of course, all kind of COVID nonsense. Fauci, COVID will continue unless overwhelming majority take vaccine. Really? You know, F you, Fauci. I'm not taking the damn vaccine. And then NBC News, uh, same thing. Nothing, nothing on here. But here's, here's a headline about UK will begin to 14, um, sub, uh, <laughs> do the vaccine. So not here in America. We're not talking about America now. We're talking about the UK. And then all here, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to go through this NBC News site, all these pop-up blockers pop up on this thing. I absolutely hate it. Uh, in fact, I'm going to move on from their site because their site sucks. Uh, CNN, Barr contradicts Trump's fever dream. So there you go. The media is running with this Barr thing, just running with it. And I'm not so quick to uh, put, put my fire on Barr just yet. I want it because what Barr said is no proof yet. So now if we go over to Fox News, so we got CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, none of them are uh, talking or reporting on what's going on in these hearings. Not one of them. Not one of them. So let's go over to Fox News. And I've not been a fan of Fox News lately, but on their website, I'm going to give them some credit because they're actually, they're actually talking about these things. So one of their main headlines, progressives fire back after Obama rips defund police slogan. And if you haven't heard, Obama came out, and I don't have the story pulled up, that basically said we shouldn't use that slogan because it sends people away. He's absolutely right because the man knows marketing because it's all about marketing. So other headlines on Fox News. CDC announces updated quarantine. Yada, yada, yada. Biden's press secretary who wore communist hat roasted for Putin jabs at critics. Networks newscasters skip over one of the biggest day's news events. And talking about the bar thing. So even Fox News, by the way, I looked at it earlier before. I'm doing this live. I'm, doing, I'm looking at it live. When I looked at it earlier, when I had it queued up, there was a lot more going on about the hearings that have just happened. But now they've moved on. That's how our news media is. They move on so quick 
that we don't even see it. So if you, if you don't catch it just at the right time, you missed the story. So today, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just irked. Uh, you may be able to tell. I'm irked. When I woke up and I start doing some show prep and I start looking for stories and I saw that one about the guy apologizing for being with his family on Thanksgiving, I just about, I mean, I just weep for America. I mean, it's so just pathetically sad. And then I saw the video of the other guy uh, chastising a woman for not wearing a mask. And I'm just like, and I look at these hearings and the media just not covering it, the mainstream media. And we have so little time left for Trump to pull this out. And it just, it's frustrating. And I know you're frustrated too. A lot of people are. What can we do? What we can do right now is keep our resolve high and realize and understand that Trump you know, he knows what he's doing and he always has something up his sleeve. So I've got faith in the man that he's going to push this as far as he can. Whether or not he can overcome it, I don't know. But I know after de December 14th, we're going to have a clear, direct path of where this is going to go. Either the Biden is our president, Trump is our president, or it's going to the House. We'll know December 14th. So until then, Let's keep our resolve high, share these stories, let people know what's going on so they understand there are true patriotic Americans out there that are putting their reputations on the line and coming out in the open on camera and telling the American people the irregularities that happened in this election cycle. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. I think I'm going to go out and buy Woody a mask.